Welcome to the May the Smoke Be With You podcast. And now here's your host, Joe Levitt. Welcome into this episode of the May the Smoke Be With You podcast. I'm Joe Levitt, your host, and uh, today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Today's episode is just going to be me, no guests today, but uh, I think we've got a good topic to talk about. So I get asked quite a bit, hey, what, what are your favorite spots for barbecue? I, I've had the, the privilege to travel around the country quite a bit to take in some really good places. Uh, thankfully, have been to Texas quite a bit, uh, not as much as I'd like, but quite a bit have been to Texas and have had some incredible barbecue out there and in other parts of the country. So I thought I would uh, kind of put together my, my top five list. And I also asked uh, a few other folks their top barbecue joints as well. So we've got a few of those. Going to run through those and then hit my kind of top five list here at the end. Asked Scott Thomas over at Grilling Fools, uh, huge Instagram account. Uh, just had him on the podcast. If you've not listened to that episode, uh, head back and listen to him. He's episode eight, and it's, uh, it's a great conversation. Scott is a huge Star Wars fan, so we got into Star Wars uh, pretty deep. I uh, had a hot take uh, from George Lucas on Boba Fett. Uh, it was a great conversation. Uh, but he is he's a St. Louis guy, and uh, he taught me a lot of stuff, taught me what high on the hog means, which I didn't know what that meant. Um, basically, uh, in case you didn't listen to that episode, spoiler alert, I'm going to kind of tell you what Scott told me. High on the hog means uh, the higher up on the animal, the less tough, more tender the meat is. And so the higher on the animal, higher on the hog, which is where like the loins and the baby back ribs, those kind of uh, cuts would be, that would be high on the hog and those would be sold at a higher price. And so if you were able to afford those cuts, you would be said to be living high on the hog. Who knew? I'd used the saying for years, knew kind of what it meant uh, when I was saying, oh, you're high on the hog, uh, but I had no idea of the origination of it. So uh, we, uh, we talked to Scott, uh, in that episode and Scott sent over his, his kind of top five. He's got some, uh, local, uh, St. Louis joints there, sugar fire. They've kind of expanded They're in, I think five or six cities across the country. So if you're not in St. Louis there, there's a good chance you can find a sugar fire near you. Salt and smoke there in St. Louis and then Pappy's smokehouse. Man, I, I, I don't, I, I've never been to actually any of these, but I do want to go to Pappy's Smokehouse because it sounds like a pretty great place. Now, he did give me a couple outside of uh, outside of St. Louis, Char Barbecue out of Kansas City, and then Heirloom Barbecue in Atlanta. Uh, I think there's a ton of different Heirloom Barbecues across the country, but the one in Atlanta is the one that uh, that Scott is talking about. And Scott, he's a, uh, he's a guy that is out on the circuit, uh, goes to a lot of cooking competitions. So if this guy says, hey, these are good places chances are these are really good places and we're going to put all these kind of in the show notes it's going to be a really robust show notes as we kind of build out uh, everybody's list and and put them uh, in the show notes for you to take a look at one of our earlier episodes Heath Riles uh, Heath I believe was episode three uh, I'm doing this this off of memory which which is a little dangerous uh, but uh, I believe he was episode three and Heath is one of the most winning uh, barbecue competition guys ever. Uh, this guy knows his stuff. Just took just one ribs in Memphis in May and was was really stoked about that. Uh, and he put in the practice to do it. That's the one thing we talked about 
on the podcast with him was the amount of practice that he puts in, the trial, the air, the tweaking, uh, what humidity can do to the cook, what heat can do to the cook. The temperatures were a little hotter this year at Memphis in May, just ambient walking around temperatures. And so that affected the cook and he made an adjustment kind of last minute, paid off uh, and, and he won. Heath has uh, Heath's got a good list here. At number five is Sam Jones in North Carolina. He said he loves their chopped whole hog and cracklins. Carolina's North Carolina loves they love some whole hog over there. Cracklins sound really good right about now. Uh, he mentioned slaps uh, slaps barbecue in Kansas City. He just loves everything there. He said it's just just fantastic. Hayes County Barbecue in Texas. Hayes County Barbecue in Texas. And then Memphis Barbecue Company. He loves their wet ribs. He's pretty close to Memphis, so he's he's been around the Memphis area, knows a lot of uh, those places there. There's some good legendary places, been around a long time. Rendezvous is, is in Memphis, but he loves the Memphis Barbecue Company, loves their wet ribs. And if he loves their ribs, they've, they've got to be good because he's not going to mess around when he can go home and cook some amazing ribs. And at number one, uh, Heath has... Valentina's in Texas uh, for some great brisket. Uh, so our first Texas place on the list there, Valentina's in Texas. And uh, I've heard amazing things about Texas, uh, about Valentina's. Uh, heard amazing things about Texas as well. Uh, but uh, we're talking about barbecue joints here, not states. I'll, you know, Maybe another episode, if we get really desperate, maybe I'll do my top five states. Uh, but right now we're talking barbecue joints. And uh, Valentina's is our first Texas mention. And uh, I know they are a top 50 Texas monthly barbecue joint. Now, uh, this Jew Can Q, man, we did a great episode with him. Such a great guy. Super nice. uh, Super generous with his time. uh, Has been just a help to me and supportive of uh, May the Smoke Be With You, which I really appreciate. And uh, Adam McKenzie there at this Jew Can Q is just just a top-notch guy. Uh, he's, uh, He's cooking out of Colorado, out of Denver. Spends his days uh, teaching kids, which is which is fantastic. And uh, by night and weekend, he just uh, he cooks up a storm on his Traeger, and he's been uh, Team Traeger for a long time and doing amazing stuff there. Uh, so he's got a couple local Denver, Colorado places that he he puts in. At number five is Smoke, uh, spelled S M O K uh, there, and then GQ Barbecue was uh, his number four place. And number three is uh, another Texas place, and that's uh, La Barbecue uh, out of Austin. And they are, they're, they're good. La Barbecue is very good. And then Valentina's, second mention, Heath had them at number one. And Adam has uh, them at number two. And then at number one uh, from Adam's list is Snow's Barbecue. And Snow's is uh, legendary, has the legendary pitmaster Tootsie out there. And uh, she is, I think, 80-plus years old now, still working nearly every day, uh, manning those pits, cooking, uh, doing a great job out there. And it is, uh, it's a pilgrimage for a lot of barbecue folks. It's one that I hope to make here uh, in the next, next year or so. Would love to get out there and, uh, and be able to enjoy some of uh, Tootsie's cooking out there at Snow's Barbecue. Live Fire Republic, he was our very first podcast episode, episode one of the May the Smoke Be With You. We sat down face-to-face. It was uh, one of our two face-to-face interviews uh, that we've had the chance to do, and 
David and I sat down at the National Cornbread Festival in South Pittsburgh, Tennessee, uh, which is where Lodge Cast Iron is headquartered. And they have an amazing festival once a year. Thousands upon thousands of people show up and uh, enjoy cornbread, and they have a live cooking stage and contest, and David was hosting that, and uh, after the, his long day, we sat down and had a great conversation, episode one, and he, uh, he, gave, he gave a long list, which, you know, if you listen to David, he, he, uh, he can give some long answers, too, <laughs> and so his list, uh, let's see, three, six, nine, is, uh, maybe he gave me a top ten. Uh, so we are going to uh, we're going to start at number ten, which is Fox Brothers in Atlanta, Georgia. I've been to Fox Brothers, very good, uh, and they've uh, they've done a great job there in in Atlanta, growing that brand, uh, growing their brand of, uh, of of barbecue. Now I'm a Michigan native, but I've never really had anything in Michigan that I would call really good barbecue. But at number uh, his next. Uh, list there number nine i guess we'd call it is slow's barbecue in detroit michigan slow's barbecue in detroit michigan so um next time i'm through detroit i'll have to try that david travels a lot so he's he's all over the place he's all over the map which i really love because we're kind of getting a good cross-section of the country in his list he has beast craft barbecue in st louis missouri beast Craft Barbecue, St. Louis, Missouri is next. AJ's Pit Barbecue in Denver, so another Denver uh, spot hitting hitting the list there. Slab in Los Angeles, California. Uh, I have not been to Slab out there, and uh, and honestly, wouldn't really think of California as a place for me to to get barbecue. But apparently, David loves Slab Barbecue, so if you're uh, in the LA area, you might want to give that a try. And then Char Char Bar in Kansas City, Kansas. Uh, I've heard of Char Bar. I've not been there, uh, but I've heard good things. And then at uh, number four, he's got uh, Peg Leg Porker out of Nashville, Tennessee. Kerry Bringle here, a uh, local guy here in the Nashville area where I'm at and uh, doing some amazing things there. He's got him at number four. And then Truth Barbecue in uh, Brenham, Texas. Truth uh, is, I've only seen them on Instagram and they look absolutely amazing. I uh, would love to get out there and be able to taste some of that barbecue because it really does look uh, legit good Texas barbecue. Uh, number two, he's got burnt bean uh, out of uh, Seguin, Texas. S-E-G-U-I-N. Uh, I don't know. Is that Seguin? Seguin, Texas. Seguin. I don't know. It's in Texas. Burnt bean uh, barbecue there. And then number one, uh, this is a place I've been, and uh, I, I can make an argument for it to be number one on on list is Pecan Lodge there in Deep Ellum, just in Dallas, and it is it is the real deal. They do it all there. They uh, do some great brisket. They do some uh, great beef ribs there as well. Next, uh, Susie Bullock from Hay Grill Hay. Uh, we're talking to Susie. She's going to be on the podcast, we think, uh, real soon. We're just trying to get schedules to align. She's very busy. She is always doing something, doing some reviews cooks recipes uh but keeping keeping real busy and uh enjoying getting to uh to know her as well we will uh, we'll kind of go through her list uh, she threw in one from Todd her husband he she said Todd would say uh Louis uh Mueller's for beef ribs and uh that's uh I've heard great stuff about that uh that's out in Vegas I believe and uh have never had the chance to go there but I've heard good stuff about it 
Uh, number four there for uh, for Susie is Joe's Kansas City uh, for the Z-Man sandwich and Kansas style Kansas City style burned ends. And I would agree, uh, Joe's is is fantastic. Not just because it shares my name, but because it is it's the real deal. Uh, I have them as kind of an honorable mention on my list. And the reason I put them as an honorable honorable mention was uh, they really had some of the best ribs uh, that I've I've ever had. It was just amazing that they were able to get that kind of quality and that kind of consistency. I was in Kansas City. I think I went twice in a matter of three days. Went the first time and I was like, I've got to go back. And so took another group of people with me and we went back. And the ribs, again, were just that good the second time. So they are doing, they've got it just dialed right in with their spice blend, with their technique with the way they hold these ribs, whatever they're doing, it's just amazing. And then the Kansas City style burnt end uh, is the real deal there as well. And they do that, I believe, just once or twice a week. They have burnt ends as a special there at Joe's. So be sure to check the menu. You can't, I don't think you can get them every single day. At, uh, at number three, she's got blacks uh, for ambiance and and tradition, and I would agree, Blacks, uh, the original Blacks in Lockhart, Tennessee. We interviewed Barrett Black uh, on the podcast as well, and Barrett is a fourth-generation pitmaster from uh, Blacks. Uh, they are 90 years old this year in 2022, and they continue to just produce some amazing, amazing uh, stuff out there. And they now have four locations uh, that you can visit them, so uh, be sure to check them out if you're in that in that Texas Austin Lockhart area. Uh, then they have Franklin barbecue down the first mention of Franklin here on the list. And she said for the brisket, which is amazing. And all of their, uh, really good sides. They put uh, a lot of effort into those, those sides there. And she gives them a vote there. And then, uh, at number one, she's got peg leg porker here in Nashville, Tennessee for dry rubbed ribs and chicken wings. And uh, again, another Another vote for uh, Carrie Bringle, which is which is fantastic. Just got a couple more here uh, before we kind of get to to get to my list. We've got uh, two. We've got Matthew Statham. He's out. Of, he's out of uh, Alabama, and he runs his own restaurant. I've gotten to know Matthew through a couple of uh, food events that I've done and hosted. He's just a great guy. Does great work. He smoked some beef ribs for an event that uh, that I was at, and they were absolutely killer. He makes probably the best chicken sandwich I've ever ever had. So if if you are if you're down there in in Alabama, uh, if you're down there in the in the Birmingham area, um, you need to you need to check him out because it is uh, it is amazing what he's uh, doing. Uh, Homewood, Alabama, is. Uh, is kind of the the area, but and he's got uh, you know a few locations there. Saw's Soul Kitchen, uh, the barbecue restaurant, but he is man, he is just doing some amazing stuff. And his chicken sandwich is just there's there's nothing better. It's like the Chick Fil A sandwich grew up, became an adult, and just packed itself with flavor and crunch and all the things that are good. So we're not talking about chicken sandwiches here, but we're we're talking about barbecue joints and uh, <clears throat> and he has some here. Uh, he, he put the shed on here, uh, the shed, man, they are, uh, they are on the barbecue circuit. They are making a name for themselves out there, have been for years. Brad and his sister are doing some, some cool stuff. They are always the life of the party. Whenever I'm watching like <clears throat> Memphis in May or the Royal, 
those guys are always uh, just in the center of it. Just kind of a spectacle, but a spectacle that backs it up with really, really good food. And uh, and love watching them and can't wait to visit uh, their place. Uh, then Matthew mentions the Pecan Lodge again. Uh, another mention for Pecan Lodge there in, in Dallas. And then Fox Brothers, another mention for Fox Brothers in Atlanta. Uh, so solid there. And then Archibald's. I don't know Archibald's at all or even even where that's located. I probably should have looked that up. But uh, Archibald's Barbecue, congrats. You're number two on, on Matthew Statham's list. And then number one, he has Top Hat. And Top Hat is, I think, just one of those old, local, legendary, been around for years type of place there in Alabama. People have just grown up with it generationally now. Uh, they've been cooking barbecue for a really long time, and I think it's one of those near and dear places uh, to Matthew. Now, I also asked my buddy, uh, Chris Thomas, from, from Made South, uh, Made South on Instagram, if you're not following them, always a good follow for all things kind of Southern. They've got a really great line of Southern stickers, and you've probably seen them because they literally are o- all over. They've sold hundreds of thousands of these stickers at this point, I think, and so they're little Southern sayings and, and really well designed, and you've probably seen them on the back of cars and on, on mugs and, and things like that. But he's he, admittedly, he said, you know, listen, I've not been around. I don't know barbecue, you know, like you, like, like I do. And then I said, okay, well, you know, maybe you can, you can give me some top bourbons. And he was like, I can't even start that list. Uh, he is, he is a bourbon aficionado has, has, uh, has had a great collection and just, and loves that, uh, you know, the way I love barbecue, he loves bourbon. So, um, he, he's been around a little bit. Uh, so he's got, He's got a list here. He uh, he put Martin's uh, Barbecue here in Middle Tennessee. It started in a in a town called Nolansville, and now I think they've got four locations. I think they opened one up on over in South Carolina as well. Pat Martin and his team are kind of expanding their Martin's Barbecue empire throughout there. So he's got Martin's down, and uh, it's it's obvious to me that that Chris doesn't get out for barbecue much because the next place he put was was Hog Heaven. Uh, out of Nashville, and they they closed in 2019. So they've been closed for three years, but it's one of his favorites. Uh, so, and I don't think he knew that. So uh, he doesn't get out uh, for barbecue much. He gets out a lot. He eats a lot of great food. Uh, he's he's got great relationships with a ton of chefs, but he just uh, he doesn't he doesn't get out to barbecue that much. Uh, and number two, he's got he's got peg leg uh, porker there. Carrie Bringle again getting another mention. Uh, and then at number one. You know, if we go back to the person I was just talking about, Matthew Statham uh, of Saw's Barbecue down in Alabama, uh, Chris has him at, at number one, and I've had Saw's before, and it is uh, it's very good. And I think what what really makes uh, Matthew and Saw's different: proteins are great, pulled pork great, uh, barbecue chicken great, uh, but the sides, like the collard greens there. What he puts in, the efforts that he puts in on those sides is what I think really separates him uh, from a lot of other barbecue joints. It, it really does, this is a little bit of a sidetrack, a little bit of a tangent. So often I'll go to a barbecue spot and I'm not going to name names here because some of them I really like and some of the folks that run them I really, really like uh, and I love their barbecue, but their sides just aren't good. You'll go, you'll order the barbecue. And I like to try the sides just to see, you know, what, what they're doing. So if you order a collard green, 
there's usually not a lot of flavor at saws in in Alabama absolutely crushing the the collard green game if you order a mac and cheese I, I mean I don't know how many times it's just been kind of a runny soupy mess and these are these are top barbecue places that I'm talking about it's not it's not I'm not going to Luby's cafeteria and ordering like you know, mac and cheese and expecting it to be bad and it's bad. It's, it's, these are, these are top places and, you know, beans taste like they're either out of the can or they've made some really horrible choices in the kitchen and, and it's just not, not tasting good. So I don't know. I feel like if, if, if I ever opened up a barbecue restaurant and, and I, I, I don't have plans for that. But I, I've told my wife, I said, if, if I ever opened up a barbecue restaurant, I would just dial in those sides as well. The, the the meat should come kind of naturally, should be second nature. If you're opening up a barbecue place, you should know how to do your proteins really, really well. But we would dial in that, you know, we've got a great mac and cheese recipe that, that we make at home that we absolutely love, that people love. And you know what? It might be a little more costly to make. I mean, I'm sure there's some some cost savings in some of these recipes that, uh, that the barbecue places put out. Uh, but when you when you're shaving the cost, man, so many times they're just shaving the the taste as well. So I I would uh, I would really dial in that that side game and and up that. Uh, I I just think it's a place that barbecue restaurants are missing the sides because me I could go to barbecue restaurants every night of the week. Probably wouldn't be the best health choice, but I could do that every night of the week. My family, my wife, my girls, they could go a couple times a week. Um, but I think what would draw them back, because not everybody loves barbecue. Not everybody loves the smoked meats. But if we were going back to a barbecue spot and it was, I was hankering for some pulled pork, some ribs, some brisket, whatever it was, but we knew that when we showed up, they were going to have some of the most amazing mac and cheese. That's what gets the rest of the family and those folks that may not love barbecue fired up, ready to go. So I think that's... Uh, that's my little, hey, let's uh, let's up our sides game, barbecue industry. All right. So, I know this is the moment uh, everybody's been been waiting for. Is is my list here? You know, when I first kind of started cooking uh, barbecue, I didn't I didn't know a lot about it. I knew that uh, I wanted to make ribs, and I knew that I wanted to make pulled pork. I met a guy, uh, Kevin Grow who uh, quickly kind of became my barbecue sensei. He was, he was ahead of me in the barbecue game. He had been on the competition circuit. He had cooked with folks like Big Bob Gibsons out of Alabama and cooked competitions with them and, and gone to the Big Apple Barbecue Fest and is just kind of part of their crew that's you know, cooking you know, hundreds of, of pork shoulders and, and chicken for, for the barbecue festival up there. So he's, he's cooked with a lot of people, has a lot of uh, just kind of trade secrets, has been around a lot. So I was very fortunate to have him as my barbecue sensei. And I remember the first time that I was cooking ribs kind of under his tutelage. And and in that, you know, four to five hour cook, I, I called him no less than than probably eight to ten times. I mean, as as the as the cook was happening, as as the next step was happening, as the next layer of flavor was coming out, whatever it was, you know, I was questioning questioning everything. So one of the things that, that Kevin uh, also did for me, in addition to being my barbecue sensei, was also my on-the-road sensei. So if we were on the road someplace, I could always text Kevin and say, hey, we're in X city, where should I eat? And Kevin would always have a great restaurant, 
uh, and a lot of times have a great barbecue restaurant. I say all that because, you know, there were a couple of experiences early on uh, with with Kevin uh, that kind of made made my list here on on the honorable mention list for sure, uh, because those are places that I kind of went with him that are not going to win awards, uh, but they are so good. They're so consistent. I've never had any bad barbecue from them. And so my first honorable mention here that I'm going to mention is Rudy's Barbecue out of Texas. Now, if you're from Texas, you might say, Joe, I can't believe you just said Rudy's Barbecue. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a gas station. Yes, it was. The original was in a gas station. It's a, it's a chain. Yes, it is a chain. But my experience has been so solid there. It is uh, each and every time just super consistent. The brisket is always really good. And I'm a big fan of of their sausage. So I go there for kind of brisket and sausage. Uh, ribs are okay, but for me, it's the brisket and the sausage. They also do a really good uh, smoked turkey there as well. So Rudy's uh, is also a place that I've, I've been with Kevin uh, when I've been out in Texas. That's kind of where he's living now. And, uh, you know, he picked me up one morning from the hotel. We went over to Rudy's and had some breakfast and it was fantastic. Here's a guy who's been around the country a lot, has eaten a lot of barbecue, and he'll still darken the door of a Rudy's and uh, and I will too if I'm if I'm passing one and I'm in need of some food absolutely gonna stop at a Rudy's. Next one on my honorable mention list uh, and we had this mentioned by Susie Bullock earlier from uh, Hey Grill Hey is Joe's in Kansas City. I mentioned I went there twice in three days on on one trip and those ribs really were some of the best ribs I've ever had. Perfect seasoning. I remember they're having just a little bit of heat, not a ton. But just that consistency, and I remember there were a couple other guys on this trip. We went the first time we went. There was a group of probably 15, 20 of us, and and there was a couple guys in that group who were also, you know, pretty avid uh, at home grillers, and we all were just blown away by that. Several folks got that Z-Man sandwich that uh, Susie mentioned, and it is legendary there at Joe's, and people come just for that sandwich. I would go back for those ribs, and I love love their burnt ends. And again, I think it's twice. I think it's Wednesday and Saturday. Uh, if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure about that. So Joe's in Kansas city next, uh, was my next honorable mention. And then, uh, pecan lodge, pecan lodge in deep Ellum right there in Dallas, man, it is, uh, it's good. It is very good. I, I, and I think it's, they've got such a wonderful tradition there. Now they've been around for a, a good while they they get good texas barbecue it is it is just it's solid top to bottom uh sides are on the on the better end i would say at uh, pecan lodge uh, enjoyed those really remember that sausage at pecan lodge that's the thing about texas texas just does sausage really well and each barbecue place is going to have their own variation they're not buying an on the shelf uh, stock sausage and just smoking it, they're grinding it, they're making it in, in nearly all these cases there on site. And Pecan Lodge really, really does sausage well. Next honorable mention is, uh, is Terry Black's Barbecue uh, in Dallas is the one that I went to. I think they've got a location in Austin as well. Uh, I was really, really blown away by Terry Black's. I, I, I don't think I had an, an expectation when I went in there just was was hoping it was good 
was able to just get a nickel tour of the of the of the pit room and it that was a ton of fun they do something really cool on their on their briskets you know where the where the smoke is coming from the heat source so you know you think of it as as kind of a jet stream and the nose of that brisket is is facing is facing the the smoke so facing the heat of that jet stream coming across there at a certain point in the cook uh, they will take and put like a a little uh, kind of aluminum foil cone over the the point of uh, of that brisket, uh, and it's just it's a little kind of heat deflector. Think of it like the space shuttle having on the cone where all the heat is coming, just a little bit extra insulation there, and so that just kind of helps keep that from from getting too too burnt there. And it uh, it was it was it was really cool to see. Super super fun uh, to be there on site. And they they do it up right there in in, uh, in right there in Deep Elm, just right down the street from Pecan Lodge. So you've got a couple choices there. The great thing about Terry Black's is it's huge, ton of seating. You're not going to worry about getting a table, and uh, they will move through that line pretty pretty quick as well. Great big bar, good drink specials there as well. Can't go without mentioning just on the heels of that Black's original barbecue is also an honorable mention from me. Man, Barrett Black is the real deal. He is he's a true gentleman in 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 the game of barbecue right now. Fourth generation pitmaster. He was an earlier guest on the podcast. I mentioned that that earlier when someone else mentioned Black's barbecue in their top five. I love Barrett. I love the Black's family. I love what they're doing. Ninety years. You you don't stick around being owned by the same family for 90 years if you're not doing something right and they are doing something right there in Lockhart and in Austin really some of some of the best brisket I've had is uh, is out of out of blacks and thankful to know them uh, and wish them continued success as they uh, just continue to pound out some amazing barbecue there in in Texas next on my honorable mention list I've got two more here and next is Lockhart Smokehouse now Lockhart is is this this was an interesting one for me because uh, this is a total barbecue sensei moment for me. I went out to Texas several years, I mean many years ago, eight years ago, something like that. Uh, you know, I've, I've been cooking a little more seriously, smoking meats probably about probably about ten years or so, and it was probably about eight years or so. I went out to Texas and I, I worked an event. Uh, with Kevin. Kevin and I are both kind of in the events industry as our profession. We're both just barbecue aficionados on the side. And so I went out there, worked this event with him, and he uh, and took the, he took the team that he had, where it was probably four or five of us, out to Lockhart Smokehouse. And this was the first time I'd ever seen somebody really do counter service the right way. And uh, and I've I've tried to emulate it, uh, and I've uh, I feel like I do pretty good now. So when we go out with a team, you know, typically to one of these counter service type meat uh, barbecue market type places where you go up and you order, I need a pound of brisket. I need half a pound of smoked turkey. I need this many sausage links. I need this weight or this many bones of ribs. Kevin was the first one I saw do that. And it was it was kind of one of these those kind of here hold my beer moments. Kevin was in his element. He walked up and he started grabbing out of the cooler uh, some of their um, some of their uh, blue cheese uh, potato salad and and some of the 
uh, the deviled eggs and and then he walks up to the counter and just with the the confidence of of a of a head of state he just stepped up and he just started telling very quickly what he wanted how much brisket how much how many ribs and I was just in awe I was like oh this is so much meat this is so amazing uh, it was a lot of meat uh, and it was really amazing. Lockhart has a couple locations. I know at least uh, they've got one there in Dallas. I think they have one there in Plano. They may have more than that now. They don't, I don't believe they actually have one in Lockhart. They're just called Lockhart, kind of a tip of the hat to where that kind of central Texas barbecue originated from, which is where Black's is uh, originally from and is still is today. But so, you know, Lockhart isn't, at that point in my life, that was probably the best barbecue I'd ever had. It was really, really good. And just that memory of Kevin kind of ordering like that. And now that's what I do for the team when we're out on the road is I'll go up and I'll, there's 20 of us. And my goal is to order that perfect amount. And there's so much pressure because, you know, at that point, usually if I'm going to eat barbecue that night, I don't eat all day. I will, I will kind of fast and I'll just pray all day for that meal because I know it's going to be amazing. So I'm just praying and fasting all day. Just, just Lord, let this be as amazing as I want it to be. Uh, And it usually is. And so I'll walk up. And I'll order the, you know, the number of bones that we want and, and just kind of walk through that order. And there's something really satisfying uh, about getting to the end and looking at that table and seeing, you know, kind of one and a half pieces of brisket there and, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of baked beans and, you know, a couple forkfuls of coleslaw, you know, one rib bone left and, and just everyone's satisfied and you've kind of nailed that number. That's, that's, uh, that's kind of an odd obsession that I have. We're just trying to dial it in what we're going to order. Um, and I've got to be careful because I'm, e- I'm eating with my eyes when I'm ordering. And I'm like, yes, I want eight pounds of brisket, knowing that would be kind of silly, uh, even for our large group. But So Lockhart uh, Smokehouse, uh, again, just one of those good, consistent places. They're also one of the places, one of the few places I've ever seen that will cook, in addition to the brisket, will cook the clod, the kind of the shoulder of, of the cow as well. So... Uh, take that for what it's worth. Just a little, little bonus thing there. And also just something to try. I, I don't think it's as good as brisket by any stretch. It's a, it's a little oddly kind of almost a little gamier or a little just meatier tasting. I is probably the best way to describe it. it. Doesn't have that same texture. It's, it's a little, a little denser, I think. Uh, but it's, but I do like the flavor. I prefer brisket. Uh, but I think if you go and they've got the, the, the clod, I think I would go ahead and order it just, just so you can kind of compare it. Uh, but, but good folks there at Lockhart. We go to the one in the Bishop Arts District, uh, which is great because then right after that we go to Emporium Pie and, uh, or Pie Emporium. I always get it mixed up. Whatever it is. Pie Emporium, Emporium Pies. It's a block and a half away. And we just waited in line for barbecue. We just ate barbecue for stuff. We walk a block and a half, which is exercise, which is great. Uh, and then we stand in line again uh, because this is a very popular place. And and then you get pie and sometimes people get a glass of milk and it's just absolutely amazing. And it is some of the best pie you'll ever have. And they've also got a, a little spot there in Deep Ellum. So if you go to Terry Black's or Pecan Lodge, you can also hit up a pie afterwards there as well. One more honorable mention, and then we're on to our top five. I know you guys are just, just you can't wait. You can't wait for the top five. I'm sensing it. Uh, I'm sensing it from all of you in the future, what you're feeling. I, I feel it. It's just the, it's, you in the tension in this studio right now with just me, you could cut it with a knife. It's amazing. 
my last honorable mention goes to La Barbecue there uh, in Austin. Man, so good. Uh, so good. We uh, went with a small small team, about four or five of us went there one day when we were doing a show in Austin a couple years ago, probably in 2019. And it was uh, it was amazing. Incredible brisket, just so moist, so juicy, peppery bark. Absolutely loved it. They do some uh, some other items there as well. I think I think they do some good breakfast tacos around there, if I remember correctly, maybe. But they also got this really cool like market vibe within there. You can just go get some groceries uh, after you're done with your meal as well. But uh, love La Barbecue. And uh, and that was mentioned by, who, who else mentioned that? Uh, oh, this Juke and Q also mentioned La Barbecue. So he's been there. He knows, he knows it's good. He, that was number three on his list. All right. So on to my top five. Here's 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 my disclaimer. I've I've had the the opportunity to be uh, to travel to eat at some really great places. I've not eaten at them all, so this list is limited by what I've been able to enjoy. Uh, you know, there's there's some spots. You know, earlier I mentioned Snow's Barbecue. I've not been there. I I want to get out to Snow's. Obviously, right now the hottest place in barbecue is, is Goldie's. Um, they just were named number one on the on the Texas Monthly list. So, uh, obviously, would love to get out there and and taste what uh, Texas Monthly is is calling the best barbecue in Texas right now. So, you know, I am limited. I've not been everywhere, but of the places I've been, to the best of my knowledge, the best of my ability, um, this is this is my top five. So, at number five is a Dallas establishment. They are, uh, they've made a name for themselves. I believe really here in the last probably three to four years, and they are doing some really, really good stuff, uh, in Dallas. And it's, uh, it's Cadillac barbecue. They have, they have some of the best brisket I think I've ever had. Again, just super peppery, super dark bark. And they also each day will kind of have some kind of special, whether it's whether it's beef ribs or something uh, pastrami. They just really do a great job, and and it's one of those locations where you just go, where where is this place? You're you're driving to the location, you are driving back into an industrial park, which is uh, it feels like you're going back to uh, you know like a random FedEx office. You know you've had that package that. FedEx, sorry, we missed you. You can pick it up at our, and you're you're going through some random industrial park. Going back, there's semis on the sides, and there's you know, and then all of a sudden you see this this little building that's attached to something else, and you see a line outside, and you know you're in the right spot, and uh, you're gonna wait, uh, you know, unless you get there, unless you're just able to time it. But we we got there. Uh, I believe it was probably in the you know, one o'clock, one thirty range. And, uh, the line wasn't bad, but we were probably still 30 or 40 people deep, uh, at that point. But it was, it was so good. So worth the wait, uh, had, uh, heard about them. They were kind of, I think that the year we went, uh, was maybe their first year in the Texas monthly list, really doing some great stuff there. The team is, is legit. They continue to put out some great barbecue, uh, at least from what I'm seeing on Instagram, uh, it looks like it's the quality, the consistency, everything is still really rocking and rolling there. So number five, Cadillac barbecue for me out of, uh, out of Texas. 
Number four for me, I'm going to go local. I'm going to go here in my backyard, and I'm going with Peg Leg Porker, Kerry Bringle. I'm a big fan of Kerry and what he's doing. He's uh, he's recently actually opened up his homage to Texas, Central Texas uh, Hill Country Barbecue, uh, which is Bringle Smoking Oasis, another great spot. But his Peg Leg Porker is is legend here in, in Nashville and continues to just put out what he just calls tex- Tennessee-style barbecue. And so... Uh, he he embraces a, a dry rubbed rib. That's the way you're going to get ribs there. You can put barbecue sauce on yourself, but the, the, those are going to come out dry, and they are incredible. They really are. Uh, Terry ha- or Carrie has that just absolutely dialed in and is producing some great ribs day in and day out. And then he's nachos are fantastic there. I know that's that's really. Seems very pedestrian to call out, but their pulled pork smoked uh, nachos are fantastic. Uh, he does some great wings, uh, and whenever I go, I also get you know his his char- charcuterie uh, board, Memphis charcuterie or something. He calls it. I can't remember exactly what he calls it, uh, but it's basically saltines and sausage and cheese, and it's just so good and so simple. That sausage that he makes there is is fantastic, uh, and it's all about it's all about the pork there. You will not find uh, beef ribs, brisket, uh, anything else on the menu except pork. And uh, he is doing it absolutely the right way here in Tennessee. And Nashville is proud to have him. And he is uh, hes a great guy. Really love what he represents to the industry. Uh, he doesn't, you know, play any games. You know, he, he, he kind of made the news uh, in the barbecue world uh, when he just kind of called out these folks that just kind of come in put these reviews out, you know, try to slash people on, on Yelp. And he just, he called them out in the, in the best possible way. Uh, people have wanted Kerry to run for, for mayor of Nashville. He has been uh, heavily involved in a guy who's really trying to just make sure that the small business guy in Nashville is treated fairly. And, and he's, he's not only standing up for the small guy, but he's making some really, really great barbecue. So if you're in Nashville, be sure to visit uh, Pegleg Porker. Number three on my list, uh, we're going to South Carolina, and we're not going pork. Uh, we are going uh, beef, and we're going to Lewis Barbecue in Charleston, South Carolina. This is an amazing barbecue restaurant. I love Lewis Barbecue. Whenever I go to Charleston, I'm taking whoever's with me, and we're going to Lewis Barbecue, and we're going to have amazing food. This is Texas style. Uh, John Lewis, uh, the owner of Lewis Barbecue, is a Texas native, born El Paso, moved to to Austin, uh, I believe, kind of in uh, you know late high school or just after high school. Began to kind of hone his skills, learning from the Central Texas style people that were around him. Uh, he was part of the opening team. He's friends with Aaron Franklin. He was part of the team that opened uh, Franklin Barbecue, and also part of the team that opened. The barbecue. So this guy knows barbecue, uh, and he has brought that Texas style, planted it squarely in Charleston, and it is absolutely amazing. His brisket there is fantastic. Uh, the sausage so good. Those are my two go tos there. Ribs good. Smoked turkey also very good. We had several folks that really were were raving about that. And he'll do some things, uh, some specials there. Beef ribs. Uh, he'll also do a deep fried country steak. I've never been there on that day. And even if I was, it would just be so hard uh, for me to not get the brisket, to not get some of that sausage 
and uh, it, it is so good. His sides, he, he does not fall into that category of the sides don't live up to the barbecue. Here, the sides are fantastic. Great collard greens, great mac and cheese, uh, and they also do just really good French fries. I, I love their French fries. Really good stuff. So, uh, Lewis Barbecue, number three for me out of Charleston, South Carolina. Number two, we're going to an unlikely place. You know, somebody earlier, I think it was uh, David Olson from Live Fire Republic, uh, mentioned Slab in Los Angeles, and you don't think of uh, L.A. and California when you think of good barbecue, at least at least I don't, and you don't think of Brooklyn and, and Red Hook, New York, uh, for barbecue, typically, but William Durney up there at Hometown Barbecue is making some amazing barbecue. Seriously, it is so good. Um, my sensei, Kevin Groh, who I mentioned earlier, knew I was going to New York and said, you've got to get over and eat at, uh, at Bill Durney's place. He said, this is some of the best meat I've ever put in my mouth. And when, when somebody like Kevin says that, and, and Kevin's traveled the country a lot more than I have, has eaten at pretty much every top barbecue spot, uh, has cooked with some of the best in the business. And when he says, go here, this is some of the best barbecue you'll ever have, I listen, and he's right. Bill Durney is doing it Texas style, lots of beef there, really, really good brisket, incredible sausage. He does a pastrami bacon, which is worth the trip alone to go. You'll also, on certain days, you'll see just kind of pastrami as well. And then he has these uh, these Korean short ribs, I believe is what they're called. I didn't, I didn't look it up to make sure that I'm remembering correctly, but these are so good and not something you're going to get in Texas at a barbecue joint, not something you're going to get in Nashville at a barbecue joint, but there in Brooklyn, he's just, the guy knows his flavors. Uh, he knows what works and you can order and get brisket sliced to order. And then you can get some of these amazing ribs. This is, this is worth the trip. It's a little out of the way if you're just kind of going into the city, but believe me when I say, if you are a barbecue fan and you're going to New York city, you've got to hit hometown barbecue because it is, it's the real deal. I would not steer you wrong. Make sure you do it. So Bill Durney, hometown barbecue out of Brooklyn, uh, is our number two top barbecue place. And at number one, it's almost cliche to say, Franklin Barbecue, Austin, Texas. You know, that's, that's an easy thing, I think, for a lot of folks to say. Top barbecue places. Oh, Franklin Barbecue. Top. What's your favorite? Oh, Franklin Barbecue. I went, again, this was, this was maybe four years ago, five years ago, uh, was in Austin for an event, had a morning off, so went and hopped in line, which you have to do at Franklin. It was a Tuesday or a Thursday, I can't remember which, so it was not, was not crazy. Lines were not really long. Uh, we got there probably about 9, 9.30, you know, we weren't going to go crazy, we just thought, hey, let's just show up and see see what it's like. We didn't have to be somewhere until I think like 1, 1 1.30. So we thought, you know, they open at 10.30 or 11. We should have plenty of time to kind of, even if the line's really long, we still should get through there and be able to get to where we need to go. 
hopped in line and the line wasn't wasn't long at all. We we got really really lucky. I was with two other guys. I feel like we were only 30 or 40 people deep. It, it wasn't bad at all. Uh it was kind of a a cooler morning. You know, weather was was really nice. At one point they kind of come out, somebody from Franklin will come out and they'll they'll just start kind of gauging what's in line. Hey, what what do you what do you anticipate ordering? You're you're not placing your order, but they're just kind of getting an idea. I, I you know, so they, if somebody's in line and they say, you know, I'm going to need 14 pounds of, of brisket, they know, okay, we need to maybe adjust some things, make sure we have some of these briskets pulled up a little bit sooner, wh- whatever it is. Um, but we, she got to us and and she said she had at that point been working there a year and a half and she had never seen the line that low. So we really did hit it right. Uh, I know I've heard from other people who have gotten there at six and they're still 75 people deep and so it, it just depends i think on when you hit it obviously summer uh touristy times times when kids aren't in school those type of things weekends friday thursday friday saturday probably very busy uh you know you're you're gonna wait in a line i will say that for us the line was worth it walk up counter service order we tried a little bit of everything uh, everything that they had that day, there was uh, they had some pulled pork, they had the ribs, the brisket, sausage. I, I don't remember a turkey there, uh, but they they could have had turkey as well. Ordered some sides, and there was a lot of expectation because at this point Franklin was uh, and really still is kind of the the place you want to go for brisket. He's kind of the king of brisket, and so when we when we sat down. And we got everything settled, and I took that first bite. It was, it was all confirmed. Franklin was the real deal. It lived up to the expectation, and that's what I was really afraid of. As a, as a, we were wait, waiting in line, I thought, "Can it really be this good? Can it really be worth it?" And it is. They have that brisket dialed in to where you are going to get incredible incredible barbecue if you go to franklin on any day they're cooking some really good stuff and aaron franklin is has turned into this ambassador for for barbecue he is kind of the face of central texas barbecue uh he's got his his line of barbecue pits now uh he has built an empire off of this and i've read quite a bit about aaron i've read his his story i've read you know, his early trials and errors in, in barbecue and trying to cook brisket and how many briskets he, he ruined the early days of, of launching and, and being kind of in a food truck. You know, Aaron has, has paid his dues. This was, he was not an overnight success. You know, he, he really put in the hours and learned this craft. And if you watch any of the videos, uh, he, he is very, I, I feel, transparent in, in what he does, how he does it. Uh, people are always trying to figure out that secret, and that secret, I think, really is in the case of Aaron and a lot of these folks that were mentioned here today. The secret is they've been doing it a really long time, and they've been doing it for thousands of hours, and they've perfected this craft. Sure, there's going to be times that it doesn't come out absolutely perfect. There's going to be things that happen. The weather is going to be bad. The Temperature is going to drop. It's unexpected. The, the, the pit temp then doesn't, uh, isn't ready for that cold front that moves through or, or rain or whatever happens. 
there's going to be those environmental things that are going to change cook to cook. But my goodness, this this barbecue at Franklin Barbecue for me is worthy of number one and will stay number one. I mean, my top three is is pretty tight between Franklin, hometown, and Lewis. And and when I read that that John Lewis was friends with Aaron Franklin and helped him open, I thought that makes perfect sense. The, the, there's not a lot of distance between these top three. I can make an argument for, for any of them to kind of be in that top spot. Uh, but for me, Franklin Barbecue is the place that has the best barbecue in the country. And uh, if you've not done it, get in line, wait it out. You won't be disappointed. Uh, it is well, well worth it. So that's uh, that's my top five and the kind of the top five from from some of our, our special guests today. Uh, thanks to uh, for the input from Grillin' Fools, uh, from Scott Thomas, from Heath Riles of Heath Riles Barbecue, Adam McKenzie of This Juke and Q, David Olson of Live Fire Republic, Susie Bullock from Hey Grill Hey, and uh, her husband Todd. Thanks for uh, sending in a list to me. Uh, as well as Matthew Statham uh, from Saws in Alabama and from Chris Thomas uh, at Made South. Appreciate you guys helping me. Give me your your lists. Man, I would love to hear from you, you know, what your top barbecue spots are. So hit us up on Instagram. You know, we'll probably post something here about this particular episode. Uh, so I would love to hear what your top five are, top three, whatever you've got, where you love to eat barbecue. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your day wherever you are. Uh, maybe you're grilling something really good. Hope you are. Until then, may the smoke be with you. Thanks for listening to the May the Smoke Be With You podcast with Joe Levitt.